0: Welcome to Wilfred Watches Podcast, an American podcast about professional wrestling. Today, I have a absolute legend of the independent wrestling scene. He is a product of Yonkers and Mike Quackenbush. He's busting balls and evolve right now, and he is the Mad King Eddie Kingston. Welcome, dude.
1: Hey, man. What's going on, brother?
0: Man, I I tell you, I was watching some matches before I was talking to you. Um, I was looking at the Evolve roster. I was seeing what you're doing in Evolve, and it's just incredible. Um, I saw a tweet recently that you might be hanging up your boots, man. Uh, that's that really sucks to hear. Is that is that for sure, or what? You still thinking? Uh,
1: of- as as of you know, as of right now, you know, if I'm not like I said, I don't want to. I said this in another tweet. I don't want to say what the crazy thing is that I want to happen that would keep me around.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Because uh, then it'd be like, it, it'd be like I'm begging.
0: No, if, I got you. Yeah.
1: I don't like begging for nothing. No. So, you know, if something happens, you know what I mean, that keeps me around a little longer, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, definitely stay. But uh, I don't know. I've been thinking about this for like two years. Yeah. About him. It seems like every time... I think about it, something pops up that keeps me around, so <laughs> I decided instead of just thinking about it, let me just put it out there in the universe, you know, I man, I didn't expect the reaction that I got, but, yes. you know, we'll definitely see what happens, you know what I mean? It's
0: pretty incredible, man. Um, yeah, so, so I hear in different interviews, and you've said a million times before that you kind of grew up and Eddie Gilbert was a big name in your life. Um, but that also kind of, you know, you kind of came around and 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 saw a lot of the 90s WWF stuff that was a little hokey at times. Um definitely like Doink and all that stuff which was hilarious. Um how did you end up being a fan of NWA and like Dusty but then training with somebody like Mike Quackenbush who's very character driven? Um tell us how that kind of came to be a little bit.
1: Uh well uh, back in when I lived in the Bronx, we would get the NWA uh, when my father wanted to get illegal cable for the winter.
0: Yeah, we had that too, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, you could watch Inside the NFL on HBO. So, you know, what I mean, we got illegal cable, and just one day, it, you know, I clicked on TBS and I saw Dusty Rhodes, and he was talking about Starcade and putting your hand against the TV screen, and I and I remember as a kid, I did, you know, and it just hooked me. And and to me, the NWA. NWA was uh, was brutal. It was realer than WWF at the time, and uh, that just caught my eye with the blood and everything, and the emotion that all those guys pulled out of you. You know what I mean? From Dusty to T- to Flair, to Wyndham, to you know what I mean? The Rock and Roll Express, Midnight Express,
0: Tully, yeah,
1: yeah, like all the all those guys, you know, brought out a lot out of you like emotionally and that's you know that's what i try to do
0: because of them Mm -hmm. so when you saw that like you you saw it like a fight it was real it was as real as it could be um do you kind of just carry that on is that kind of your momentum you know your guiding light i guess um because you know a lot of people look at wrestling as a performance art but you could also kind of look at it in in a fight sense too so do you kind (laughs) of is that where your background kind of comes from from it's kind of more of a fight but there's a little bit of art involved too
1: no, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, but like, W.A. was a big influence, uh, ECW brought me back into wrestling when I stopped watching for a while, and then uh, Old Japan Pro Wrestling brought, you know, just highlighted a lot of the style that I like, which was, you know, the guys that like Kenta Kabashi became like my god. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So,
1: like, that's definitely, you know, a style, and I, and I try to be different, and, I try to think how I would react out in the street if I was going into the ring. And, you know what I mean? That word art, to me, that word art has been bastardized in professional wrestling. Because, it, it to me, it just seems like when people do dumb
0: stuff. <laughs> you they, put a label on it and say it's art.
1: When, when they get heat for doing dumb stuff, they say, oh, this is my art. And now it's becoming a cop-out. You know what I mean? If it's uh. dumb, it's... It doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's art or not. If it's dumb, it's dumb. So I don't even like using the word art. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm going in and professional wrestling to me is a combat sport still or combat entertainment, whatever you want to call it. But it, we, you know what I mean? Just like movies, you don't go in there joking around with movies. But, uh, what got me to Mike Quackenbush was I was a big fan of the independents and, uh, Guys like Homicide and Low-Key, guys from New York, were very influential, but uh, at the time, I I believe they weren't training guys at the doghouse in New York, so I was just looking for schools, and then uh, I was a big fan of Mike Quackenbush, Reckless Youth, and Don Montoya, the Black T-Shirt Squad, and I saw they had a school, and and me and my old partner, Blackjack, and Jigsaw hopped right on it, and we decided to drive two hours uh, twice a week, and... When we didn't have a car, take a bus, and then and then catch a bus back home at five in the morning. Jesus Christ! <laughs> so, so, we could run.
0: so who was your guy? Who was your ECW guy? Like who was a, a a figure that you kind of looked at and you you just kind of idolized a little bit? Was there a guy well, in particular?
1: I, well, there, there was a couple, but the first guy that caught my eye was because he's from around my way from Yonkers was uh, a <clears throat> Tommy Dreamer. Caught my eye first, and then Raven caught my eye. Uh, Steve Austin, because I remember him at WCW with Brian Pillman. And then uh, Shane Douglas, same thing, because I remember Shane Douglas teaming up with Ricky Steamboat. And then, of course, like New Jack and and Mustafa and the Public Enemy and stuff like that. You know, I was 14 years old, 14, 15, and when you're 14, 15, all you want is violence and girls, and that's what ECW had.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I like the styles, man. Like, my, my big my big fan was – I was a huge fan of Shane Douglas. He was just this smug prick that could back it up. You know what I mean? Like, he would win however he needed to win, and he was a big name to me. Uh,
1: I don't know the when – you, when you think of world champion, especially in ECW, you think of, like, Shane Douglas, you know what I mean? And then oh, – well, I forgot to mention, I can't forget, Taz was definitely a huge influence. Because you know a lot of the suplexes I used, it was because of Taz.
0: Yeah, it's that man ECW was great because they had a different styles. It wasn't just like hardcore. It wasn't just like deathmatch stuff. It was a lot of different styles. And and I wonder if you kind of incorporate that into your career as your career went on. Because you you know you came up seeing NWA, you saw the WWF character driven stuff. Um. So so what's your what's your guiding principle in the ring? Like, do you have a certain style that you could put a label on it, or is it just a big mix-up of a lot of different things? I
1: think it's just a big mix-up of a lot of things, and uh, I want to, you know, capture the crowd emotionally. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter if I flip or punch a guy in the face. My job is to capture the crowd emotionally. You know what I mean? So monkeys can do what we do if we train them right, but what separates us from the monkeys is emotion. So you can do all the moves in the world if you can't emote with the people... <clears throat> they're not going to care. You know what I mean? I want people to care about me, not about just the match. So that's yeah. what I believe is uh, is missing nowadays a lot. But that's what I grew up on. You know what I mean? Why do you think people cared about Dusty and Flair and Dreamer and Raven and, and you know, Austin and McMahon and all that stuff? Because they emotionally got invested. Just like movies, man. i seen legit uh, I, I went to go see Infinity War, spoiler alert, <laughs> yeah. like four times. And every time I went to go see the movie, the people reacted to the character Spider-Man, you know, dying. Knowing that he had a movie coming out. You know what I mean? But people are get emotionally invested and get lost in it. So that's what us as professional wrestlers, sports entertainers, combat entertainers, whatever you want to call us, that's what we have to do.
0: So... On that point, do you think that, like, social media and the accessibility, like, I'm just a fan that started a podcast, like, six or seven <laughs> months ago, and I'm talking to you right now. Like, do you think that accessibility and social media makes it harder for you to get that emotion out of people in the crowd? Or or is it just no? not I, even phase it? it?
1: A lot easier if you, if you do it correctly. You know what I mean? And for me, it's easier because uh, what you see is what you get with me. You know what I mean? There's no... Like, oh, this tweet was just in character, or this was that this is who I am. 24 hours a day, I'm a. When I tell people I'm a manic depressive with extreme paranoia, it's the truth. This is who I am, and uh, my character, if you want to call it that, is me turned up a thousand notches. You know what I mean? So everything I've said, it, it's it comes from a real place, and uh, so to me, social media is just another outlet for me to express myself I have my therapy if you want to call it that
0: <laughs> wrestling therapy man that's... <laughs> um so so you just came into evolve recently um is this because of you know something that happened at impact because of the kid you ran over or allegedly ran over or are you just there to you know fuck up some kids in NXT kind of teach we, them the hard way He
1: didn't see nothing about that kid Richie I heard he's doing fine so Oh that's nothing. good
0: that's good man good
1: I'm not saying I'm happy that he's doing good, but, you know, you get in the way, man. But, uh
0: <laughs> nah, man, Evolve
1: is just, look, bottom line has been, I, I went to Evolve because I'm a little, I'm, I'm not going to lie and say I'm not bitter. I'm extremely bitter and angry that I'm not signed somewhere yet. You know what I mean? No, oh, I haven't been signed yet. And I know a lot of it's my fault, but I also believe that I'm better than 95% of the people that are signed. And I know that's going to ruffle some feathers, but deal with it because they're not going to see me outside the locker room anyway. You know what I mean? They're not going to try to fight me, but they'll try to bury me behind my back. But anyway, I went to – that's how the wrestling business is, mm-hmm. to evolve because I want to lump some people up, whether it's the street profits, whether it's uh, uh, whoever's in the J.D. Drake and, and Anthony Henry, whoever thinks they're tough and, and wants to go because, to me, I look at that locker room and I see industry dudes. And I see wannabe industry guys, and that makes me sick. Be yourself, but everybody's a wannabe. You know what I mean? I know Ricochet's coming in on their next shows, and everybody's all excited about it. Why don't you put Ricochet in the ring with me? Nope, they won't because they because WWE wants to protect him. You know, <laughs> I was put in the ring with the street profits, but maybe they wanted them to pay some dues. You know what I mean? So I bet I'll give it to you. You know what I mean? Johnny Gargano comes in. I don't get that match. Of course, I'm not gonna get that match because even though I, I enjoy Johnny, I'll light him up too. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not there to be a, be a good person. I'm not, I'm not there to be nice. I'm there to go in there and fight. You know and show them this is where the outlaw. The, you know the reason why they call me an outlaw. The reason why I haven't been signed yet. The reason why I'm bitter and angry about it. You know I'm gonna take it out in the ring. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they won't put me, they won't put me in the ring with Hero. And by the way, side note, I won't call him Cassius. Because Muhammad Ali didn't want the, himself to be called Cassius. So why am I gonna call Chris Hero Cassius? I'm just putting that out there. So I'm gonna call him Hero. They won't put him in the ring with me again. We feuded for two and a half years. I lumped his jaw up, he hurt my neck, like we went at it. All these dudes want to be protected and babied. When I broke in, none of us were babied. So I went to evolve, and and I'm going with my attitude of making dudes pay pay their dues, and the last due is death. And I'm also there to help evolve, because let's be honest, man, no one else wants to help there. They all want to leave evolve and get signed somewhere. Again, want to be industry dudes. I'm in the street, man. I'm independent. Was, that's why I'm for that. I'm there to help that help them out, sell tickets. Like I said in the interview before with them, I'm like Brody and Abby, man. I'm there to pop the houses and go home. Just give me my money and let me beat some people up.
0: <laughs> we, we, I have, I'm taking a class right now in social psychology and we're talking about individualism and collectivism and all that shit. And, uh, you know, you, when you talk about how they're industry guys, you think about how it's all about me, me, me. And, you know, at your age, cause I'm sure you were the same way for a long time, you know, that, you know, you need to get signed you need you get signed. But, with age that you have now and experience, I think, and I want to hear your thoughts on this, that you can actually see the the thing as as a whole now. Like admit, to make the industry better, you got to get punched in the face a few times.
1: I think to make the industry better, man, we we got to be real with ourselves. You know what I mean? And we, you know, you can be selfish. It's it's a selfish business. That's the bottom line, man. This is a selfish business. That's why you don't see a lot of couples making it in wrestling because it's a selfish business because it's all about themselves. That's the way it is. You know what I mean? There's no love here. The way I look at it now, like you said, with with, with experience and with age, I, honestly, man, I don't even think about experience and age. I just think how angry and bitter I am. And, like, I'm not gonna lie about it. I yeah. hate anybody who gets signed. I'm not gonna talk trash behind their back. I'll say it to their face if I really don't like them. But, I am angry about it. I am bitter about it. So I'm gonna take it out in the ring.
0: And it's not against, you know, it's not really against anything personal, like against these kids that are getting signed really early. It's, it's just the, the fact that, uh, you know, you've paid your dues and, and, and uh, they need to get punched in the face a little bit to, to kind of learn because not everything is that easy. You know what I mean? No,
1: not everything's candy canes and rainbows. <laughs> but. You know, it actually has nothing to do, it doesn't have to do with anything with the individual. You know what I mean? To me, it's just a name and a face. You know, and and, and look, I'm not going to lie to people. I hate and I'm angry and I'm bitter. I'm not going to lie about it. You know what I mean? I'm not going to lie and sugarcoat it, you know? When I was beating up the LAX kids, I was angry and bitter about that. Why did they get called? You know what I mean? When I was riding with homicide and still ride with homicide for years. Everywhere I go, I bring my own chip on my shoulder, and I dare someone to touch it. And guess what, man? No one's knocked it off yet. 17 years in this business, no one's knocked it off yet. And I got beat up, man. Mm -hmm. I remember going down south and paying dues. You talk about paying dues. Like I said, dues is not just a wrestling thing. That's a life thing. And the last due is death. When you're done, you're done. But I went out, man, I remember going down south when I first broke in. getting beat up constantly down south the new york kid getting beat up by a bunch of hicks you know what i mean yeah oh but you had to pay your dues the right that way you know what i mean look man again it's nothing personal when people take things personal i believe they're see i can't curse i don't want (laughs) to curse
0: you're right you're right
1: i no 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 i'm not all right maybe with you i'm all right i'm trying to be good for certain people you know what i mean
0: yes sir yes sir
1: professional and whatnot which is a hard thing for me but you know what I mean? That's a weak emotion. You know what I mean? What what they're, what they're going through where, when they get personal. That's a weak emotion. It has nothing to do, like, the Spree Prophets, man. I have nothing personally against Montez or Dawkins. Nothing per. To me, they're just a name and a face. What I have personal is I should be there. I have nothing against J.D. Drake and, and Anthony Henry individually. Bottom line is I should be champion. You know what I mean? And and then I look at how it evolves doing things where everyone's with a team. And granted, I like being by myself, but they don't want me to bring in dudes that I know. They don't want me to bring in dudes that inspired these dudes that people steal from and don't even give credit to. They know who I'm talking about. I ain't got to mention names. Also, side note real quick, my man, since now you got me rolling. <laughs> if anyone takes this
0: personally,
1: honestly, hit me up. Cause if you're taking it personally, then I'm probably talking about you.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, man. It's like people have a hard time talking to each other nowadays. It's like you could you could subtweet or hit a DM message and, and talk. It's it's there's not enough direct conversation with people nowadays. So it, it's not disrespect. You just you just want to you just feel that you sh- you belong in a better spot than you are now. And there's nothing wrong against that. Some of the best wrestlers that I grew up to idolize and you grew up were just themselves amped up 2000.
1: Yeah, you know, definitely without a doubt, man. And, and like I tell people, man, check out WWN. I think live.com to stream all of it and see what I'm talking about when I go to evolve. You know what I mean? Check that all out because that's reality. That's when I tell people I'm a shot of reality. It's the truth because this is who I am. I don't like a lot of people. I have four friends. Four? No, my bad. Five friends in this business. And in life, by the way. And that's it. Everybody else, yeah, I'll be cool, professional, shake your hand, yada, 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 and whatnot. But I ain't going to hang out with you. I ain't sending you a Christmas card. I don't care if you live or die. You know what I mean? I got five peoples and that's it, man. So... Again, people take it personally in that locker room and other locker rooms. Man up, man. Man up. You know what I'm saying? That, that's it. Man up and, and be true to who you are. Yeah.
0: And talking about WWNlive.com, uh, a big show coming up, Evolve 121, uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, in Hotlanta.
2: So in three,
1: they <laughs> be three
0: in Atlanta, man. Uh, February 15th, so please check it out, com, Where you see Eddie Kingston rough up some dudes it don't matter who
1: it is, again, it's not personal, man It's just a name and a face, huh? <laughs>
0: That's right So, let me ask you something In the 90s, when you and I, you know, you're a little bit older than me Um, <laughs> So I was born in 85 So you're a little, right. little bit older Um, In the 90s, we didn't have internet We no. didn't have cell phones We had... We had-
1: yeah beepers.
0: <laughs> we had the I got the Nokia phone, you know what yeah, I mean?
1: You had the beepers when they hit you with nine one one you had to go to a hit them up quick.
0: And it was or just a girlfriend, that's all it was.
1: Like, what do you want? Or when your girlfriend would hit you up with one four three, I love you, you'd be like, What?
0: <laughs> what are you talking about? You love me. <laughs> So so I wanna ask you, what do you think? Uh, the scene would look like in the nineties if we had all this social media back then.
1: Uh, there was a lot of angrier dudes in the nineties, man. I think it'd be a lot more murders in the industry. in the rap industry at least. You know what I mean? If it was another way to vent. I think uh Yeah, there was a it was an angrier time. The eighties and the nineties and early two thousands were definitely an angrier. Your time in the world, you know, everybody wants to sing "Kumbaya" now, which is fine. <laughs> it, that's fine. That's fine. Everybody wants peace and love, but remember, man, human beings are the most vicious animals in the world. So you ain't. You know there's not. There's never going to be all peace and love. Trust me, I'm a realist, man. The world <laughs> is cold. Bundle up, man. I I understand that.
0: Yeah, it is cold, man. It's cold nowadays. Um. So, let me ask you a question from from my friend, Professor Matthew, who thinks he's hot shit. He yeah, says... Don't,
1: you don't want this, Smoke. You don't want to catch it. I see him on Twitter with the mask on. He don't want this. I give him a straight three-piece, man, with the biscuit on the side. He don't want it.
0: Spicy. Not regular. Spicy. You
1: don't want that, man. You don't want that, Fuego. You don't.
0: <laughs> so, he has a question. He says... Uh, ask him if Bryce remsberg is a better referee or dancer.
1: Man, he's a pretty slick dancer. Bryce is a pretty slick, especially when he does the lawnmower move. That gets all the women. Yeah, it really does.
0: All two of them?
1: All well, t- whatever. How many are at the bar? <laughs> uh nah, man. Definitely. Uh, to me, Bryce Remsburg is the best referee and has been the best referee for years. So. Serious talk That's serious with him
0: yeah but, yeah but Matthew Matthew can go to hell
1: Everyone can go to hell <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're I, all
1: going Way in the handbasket man. Trust me Everyone who thinks they're good and righteous I'll see y'all in hell with me right? <laughs> I'll be right next to Punch's pilot and Helen of Troy You know I'll see y'all in a minute
0: <laughs> So um, I want to ask you A New York question I'm from okay. Texas I'm from Texas All and- right I'm in San Antonio.
1: You're a Cowboys fan?
0: No, no, I don't got time for that.
1: Keep this interview going (laughs) good.
0: So I'm talking about food, man. I ask every person I talk to about food. What's the best pizza outside of New York? Wow,
1: outside of New York.
0: Yeah, everybody knows the best pizza in the States is New York. But what about outside of New York?
1: Gotta go Chicago deep dish. I love Chicago deep dish. That's that's probably the best pizza outside of New York. I got to I, I think
0: so. All right. What about a movie? Has a movie ever made you cry? And this is just me and you talking. Nobody's listening to this. Just me and you. Hey
1: man, look, I'm a grown ass man. I'll let you know. <laughs> Every time I watch Rocky one and two, I cry. There you go. There's the, the, that one. And Creed made me cry. You can ask Cedric Alexander about that. While I was watching it on the plane, me and me and him were coming back from uh, a tour of the UK, and me and him both are watching Creed, and we both got choked up when he started screaming, "I gotta prove I'm not a mistake." We both went uh-huh, and got choked up with it. So Creed get any Rocky movies get me, and Creed the both movies got me. I'm not gonna spoil the second Creed. There's a certain part where I'm like, yo, you gotta be kidding, and I almost cried. I had to hold it back. <laughs>
0: All right, so I thought you were going to hit me with a Titanic or something. No,
1: no, no, I, You know what? I only remember watching Titanic. I know I've seen it, but I probably just – I wasn't paying attention really. It was like walking around my house with it on in the background.
0: <laughs> All right, so here's another one. Which wrestler do you despise?
1: Oh, in real life? Or, yeah. Or, yeah. Oh, in real life? Man, there's so many of them. I'm trying to pick maybe the top three. There's a lot of them, though. Uh, blah, blah 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 blah, Chris Hero's number one without a doubt. Uh, yeah, I'm probably his number one, but he won't admit that because you know he wants to act all you know higher than mighty, you know what I mean? Uh, man, I really I can only think of him, but I gotta say, uh, maybe everybody at the PC, how about that? Everybody at the PC who has a contract. Everybody who has a contract anyway. How about that? That doesn't even have to be WWE. Let's talk about Impact. Let's talk about AEW. Let's talk about MLW. Anywhere that people are handing out contracts, I hate you. Whoever has a contract. Ring of Honor, all of you. How about that? So, <laughs> three goes number one, then two to whatever is everybody under contract somewhere.
0: Okay. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, so wrestling... Wrestling, go, we, go, we, we talk about like big, big, you know, societal things on the show sometimes And we talk about heavy subjects And I want to ask you, you know, wrestling goes through cycles We all go through cycles um, And we're about to go through a new cycle in pro wrestling Where we're going to see more competition More people jumping around More people flying over to Japan More people from Japan flying over Everything's getting shaken up why are you hanging up your boots right before this big boom is hitting again?
1: Oh, well, like I said, man, we'll see what I, I just said, an ultimatum for myself and uh, we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? Maybe I won't, but as of right now, whatever, what's today? The 30th of January, as of right now, you know, I'm sticking to my ground. And if I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to beg. If I'm not somewhere, mm-hmm. I want to. By January 1st of next year, I think it's just time to go. And people ask me why, man, it's it's a lot of mental. You know what I mean? It's a lot of mental stuff that I'm not going to get into. It's not physical. I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life because I'm also training for a uh, kickboxing fight February 9th in Orlando, Florida. It's kickboxing because I I train in Muay Thai, but it's kickboxing because there's no elbows to the or knees to the face. But I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life. You know what I mean? It's just – it's a mental thing. It definitely without without a shadow of a doubt, it's a mental thing. And, you know what I mean? It's good. A boom period, yeah, whatever, man. It's, if I'm not getting money, I don't care what kind of period it is. If I'm getting money, then then it's good. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> All right. So other than the paycheck, other than the paycheck, what do you have in store for the Evolve roster? Are you gunning for the belt? Are you gunning for anybody else in particular? Or are you just well, there to get a get a paycheck? I mean,
1: any promotion you go to, if you're not aiming to be the champion, then what's the point of being there? Because the champion is presumably is the guy. It's the guy you put on the posters. It's the guy who makes the most money. is the guy drawing the house. You know what I mean? That's the way I was always brought up and taught. So, of course, I want to be champion. But, you know what I mean? If I'm not going to get my title shots, if we're going to do this little, you know, everybody's part of a tag team thing, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'll tease y'all and, and say maybe I'm looking at a couple of dudes or bringing in a couple of guys who will watch my back. You know what I mean? And, and I'll go after every championship. It doesn't matter who it is, who has it, who doesn't have it. Again, ain't nothing never personal with these dudes. You know what I mean? They're not on my level enough for me to get personal with them. It's just you're in the way. And I'm bitter and angry. I don't know how many times I got to say it. <laughs>
0: Well, dude, I wanna I wanna say thank you very much for joining me. Please, please follow him at Mad King nineteen eighty one. Please follow at WWN Evolve to see the latest events and We're where up. and where Eddie's gonna uh, screw some people up. Um, please, please uh, uh, follow him and follow his career. Follow his check out everything on the Chikara uh, against Mike Quackenbush. His fights against Chris Hero. Um, and and watch what he's gonna do to the NXT boys uh, this year it should be really really fun. Anything else you want to say, bro? Nah, man, you you said it all, partner. All right, well, I'm trying to take it. I'm trying to make it easy for you, man. I respect you. Definitely, definitely made it easy, man. All right, thank you very much for listening. Follow me at Wilford Watches and uh, fuck you, Matt.